With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another serving of Business Soup Talk Radio. If it's in business, it's Business Soup. I'm your host, John Dibbavoise. Everyone has a problem with their computers, and I'm no different. And Craig Smith from Borderland is here to join us on this serving of Business Soup to talk about how to cover your assets here on Business Soup. Craig, welcome to the program. It's very good to be here. Thanks for having me. Craig, tell me about Borderland. First, how did you come up with that name, and what is it? So Borderland was created to help small businesses, and uh, the name is actually kind of a funny name. It was to wrap a security around somebody um, to secure the perimeter, if you will. Everybody has a land, so we thought Borderland, and so we came up with the name while driving down the freeway and thought it was perfect. L-A-N, as in local area network? That's absolutely right. Um, but it's surely evolved to other things now besides just local area network. We have Wi-Fi, we have smartphones, we have all these connections that have been put in since. Going back to when I first created this program, I was still dealing with the 14400, I think they called it a baud dial-in uh, network, which took forever. And I was fascinated by that. Well, since that era of, of the introduction of the internet, a few things have changed. And now, not in addition to having all of these resources for information, there are people that are trying to take that information away from us. What are some of the threats that we as business owners are facing in light of this new and faster internet? So what's really interesting is that business owners are under constant attack, whether they know it or not. And in most cases, business owners are currently infected. And, and I'll bring that up by just saying, that about, we think, 40 to 50% of businesses have an active infection crawling in their network while we're having this conversation. So about half of us are infected with some type of virus. Where are these viruses coming from? Well, the viruses come from all over, but most of it is that um, about half of the network traffic in the world is actually malicious. Uh, These are robot malicious computers that are trying every day, every waking moment to breach into a computer. And they're gonna try every single possible method. So they're coming from these computers and they're trying to breach in through your email or some other method. And they're doing it every single moment of every single day. So all they need is one way in. You mentioned email and I see this all the time and I have fallen victim to it. I get a notice from my bank that says, Somebody tried to access your bank account, and it looks very official. And I go, well, who did that? Well, it certainly wasn't me, and it wasn't from my bank. It was from somebody doing, what do they call it, a phishing? There's different forms of phishing. What am I looking for, and how do I protect myself in the first subject here of this email threat that I would get? So email is... As, as you mentioned, it is common now that the threats are coming through email. Phishing attacks are on the rise, and they're becoming enormously sophisticated. 
Uh, so much so that they're they're appearing to be by someone you know, not just a company, but they can have your actual bank account information or a picture of a person you know that they scraped from Facebook or some information about you or your address that they pulled from the internet. These computer bots will will render these emails to look almost perfect. So to the question about what to look for, most of the time, you're looking for some call to action to a link, to a click. That click is what starts the infection. And to somebody who's busy all day long, a small business owner, uh, we don't have time to really look through these things. And that's when the problem comes, is when that click happens. And I've noticed that that click is right there and it's a, a call to action like, oh my gosh, I'm being threatened. And so the first thing you wanna do is find out where the threat is coming from. But what about, say, my kids or my employees or on from a, from a smartphone? How can I protect myself from everyone around me who may accidentally click on these right there in the office? Well, this is one of the big problems that we have. And um, as a perfect question, um, we might, as business owners, be trained to uh, mouse over something and see where it is or say to myself, hey... I don't want to click a, a link. This, this is possibly a bad thing. But the real problem is business owners are responsible for all the people around them. And when an employee is just doing their job and they click on something that looks real, that liability for that click is going to push right up to the business owner. And that is the problem that, that these employees and even our families are untrained. They don't really know what they're doing. And, and that's okay because they're busy doing what they're doing. But there has to be some method to train them and to protect them. I know a friend of mine who is in the financial services. They are responsible for their client list. And he has told me about friends of his who have been infected or have had their database stolen. And it's an absolute panic when all of this financial information from his client base is stolen. Where do we go from there? If someone does get that information, is there any way to stop them from being able to use it? Well, uh, unfortunately not. Once it's out in the open, it's out in the open. And uh, the dark web is this, you know, for those of us that use the the regular web, it's absolutely a, a wonderful place. There's all these resources, but where our information goes is to the dark web. And once it's out there, it's for sale. So it's for sale for the highest bidder. They're looking for social security numbers and everything else. But you, but our data is absolutely valuable to these people because they're going to use it to either sell it or to, to, um, to stage further attacks against us. And most often, this data is being circulated in many cases without us knowing about it. So a lot of times we think the window breaks and our computer's gone, the data must be out in the open. In the case of most businesses, the data is either already out in the open or it's in the process of being transmitted. What are some of the other ways than just the computer or our laptop? What are some of the other ways that they could infect us? What about from our cell phones, our smartphones? That's a perfect point. Um, we have, for the sake of convenience, moved to uh, smartphones uh, for the vast majority of the business that we do, even as business owners. And that causes a real problem because the traditional land defense doesn't do it. So you're absolutely right, cell phones are a big problem. The way to mitigate that, there are technologies to send your traffic 
from your phone to a secure computer and then out to the internet. And by doing that, these emails can be protected before they get to your cell phone and before they get clicked on. Is this a feature that is already in my cell phone or my smartphone, or is this a secondary proprietary type technology that I have to go out and find independent to step in between my phone and my computer? Well, the vast majority of um, operating systems are really in the business to sell their operating system. And they, they really have no basis of, of security. Apple's probably done the best of all of them, but they're really not out there to sell security. They're out there to provide an easy to use interface. Anyone who has any, any inkling to do security is gonna need to put a secondary uh, service uh, with the environment that we have right now. I'm getting the feeling that we're, my next question deals with what does Borderland do? Are you part of that integration or interference between the, say, the cell phone and the computer to make sure that my information just doesn't go off into the outer limits and down into the dark web? We are the cyber warriors for people. We are the hired guns. We're the mercenaries that come in and look at your network and try to make sure your small business is secured to ensure that you can do what you do better and let us do what we do, which is the cybersecurity world. And our world is a deep, deep rabbit hole. It's very, very deep. And it's very complicated. So we have engineers and people that uh, using technologies of supercomputers and services in the best of the best enterprise class. Um, and that's what we do is we provide those type of services for small businesses. When you say for small businesses, it could be anything. It could be my horse and cattle ranch, or it could be if I'm a franchisee uh, with multiple or just singular locations, I can use a service such as Borderland to protect myself from myself and my employees and my family. Yeah, well, every, everyone has a guy or somebody that they know that's the computer person that they go to. And so a lot of times these computer people are people that are very savvy. Maybe they graduated with a, a degree in sorts or they've, they've been around computers. And so we tend to go to these, a lot of times, family members who will set up our computers. And we think, oh, we have a computer guy that does that. Um, what, in fact, that's doing is it's, it's allowing us to be operational but not secure. Um, so it is really, it's critical that somebody that really knows what they're doing uh, jumps in and does that. Um, I'll give you one for instance. Uh, something that we do is we scan the dark web, and that sounds like a crazy thing to do, but we have a subscription as a hacker would. And so every single week or every single month, we can go in on your behalf and we look for people trying to sell your information. And that helps us know if you're at risk so that we can take additional steps to protect your computer or your database. Well, what happens if you find John on the dark web? What kind of message am I getting? And what can we do about getting John out of the dark? Well, one of the things that we do is we, we look for, and that's just on dark web scanning. There's other scans we do. But if we find something, we think, okay, what database is this being sold on? And the very next thing we do is we say, hey, your website might be compromised or your computer might be compromised or your passwords. We'll make sure that your passwords are changed and we'll make sure to train your employees on what not to click on. And we'll make sure that your computers are adequately scanned and maybe even that you have a firewall and Wi-Fi and all the things that a business would need. 
What about at home? Most of us that have our own home-based businesses or our, our business owners, like my audience, we go home, the computer is there, it is networked into the other computers, and we have kids, the little monsters that push the buttons that say, oh, that looks like fun. How do we protect ourselves from the family intrusions that are, you know, they don't do it maliciously, but it happens. How do we protect ourselves from our kids? Well, this is near and dear to my heart, uh, having four girls um, downloading constantly uh, free games, which um, unfortunately introduces to the family computer a load of malware. And uh, this is just the common thing. This malware comes in and it sits there and it collects passwords and things like this. So what can we do to home computers? Um, we can first recognize that home computers are the most vulnerable of all computers. They are not being watched by a professional, which can be done. Um, we can do that. Um, and they are also being shared by multiple people. So the chances of an infection or a breach through that system is extremely high. For the sake of home convenience even, we, um, we go with something that we buy at Best Buy or Fry's Electronics, and we think if our computer's slow, we just buy another one. Well, it's gonna happen again and again and again, because this is what happens, is that, that these computers are not being properly uh, watched. So. I'd say if it's a real business computer, make sure to isolate that off of the family in some way, shape, or form. And if, you, if you're gonna share it, make sure that it's safe and it has somebody watching you who knows what they're doing. What about in the app store, wherever you go to get apps, can we actually trust the app, these places like the app store, as I use the example, can we trust them to be giving us an app that is not going to infect us? The vast majority of Apple apps in the App Store are properly vetted. Uh, they look for these kind of back-end problems, back-end communication, spyware, malware. So the App Store through Apple is fairly safe, not perfectly safe. There are apps that still provide malware and can collect, but it's very rare. Uh, Android, on the other hand, is uh, generally not uh, safe. Nor, nor are there any Windows devices. It would be very wise to uh, be cautious of the kind of apps, the kind of information you put on phones that could be on a compromised type of system. I'd say Apple would be your best bet if you're looking for actual cybersecurity. We're talking with Craig Smith. He is the president of Borderlands Cybersecurity, and somebody is out there trying to get your information. And if you'd like more information on how to cover your assets, well, visit us at bizsoup.com, the one source for businesses at BizSoup. Craig, we're talking about, obviously, the cybersecurity and how to protect ourselves. I'm starting to sweat here thinking of all the things that I've been seeing on my devices in this particular serving of business soup, how would you wrap up the best thing, the top three things that I could do? I walk out the door, what should I be looking for and how do I fix it right now? What are my biggest threats? Well, the biggest threat first and foremost is email. We have to be careful of email. Um, once it's in, it's in. Uh, once so someone clicks on something, they click on something and it begins a process of real problems. So careful with email number one. Uh, number two is know where your stuff is, know what you have. Um, take a little inventory and think about what kind of um, information you have on your system, customer databases that could be valuable. 
um, and make sure that you at least identify it so that when you're talking with a business professional or you're looking at a best practice, you know that that information is the information you need to protect. And I believe the third thing would be uh, get, get some help. This is not a time when a do-it-yourselfer is going to be able to, to take care of it. This is a moment in time where cybersecurity is becoming the thing. Um, and you see it in the news, you see the breaches. We have to start to, to get professional help. And, and luckily there is help out there. A lot of people that'll help. Getting professional help. My business is business soup and I need help. Craig, thanks for joining us on this serving of Business Soup. Be sure to tune in for our other servings on cybersecurity with Craig Smith again from Borderland Cybersecurity. Thanks, Craig, for joining us here on Business Soup. It was my pleasure. Thank you. This has been another serving of Business Soup, where business comes for business. I'm John Debevoise, inviting you to visit the website for more servings of what is best in business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.